0: Hey, how's it going? This is Tyler and this is uh, Graham and this is episode two today of the guys like us podcast. I'm welcomed today by Graham Spencer, a buddy of mine that I met since moving to Washington DC. Um, I guess it was the end of 2000s, t- uh, 2016 in the summer. Is that right?
1: Yeah. So it was probably mid June,
0: mid June. Yeah. Yep. So, um, I, I met Graham at work, um, me and him um, immediately kicked it off, and I, eventually we were looking for a place that we could connect and find find some time to dive into our faith. And we actually found a Bible study group at work. And um, after after we um, began talking a lot more, um, I invited Graham to our guys like us a virtual Bible study. And Graham has been Graham has been um, coming now for past past few months, um, and I'm I'm excited to welcome him here on on episode two. Um, uh, for those of you, who, uh, of you who don't know, guys like us is a family of people and really a community um, of those seeking more into Christ and what it means to be a disciple, um, and and we use this podcast as a medium to to grasp um, topics through experiences, testimonies, and then ultimately through reacting and acting on God's word. Um, I guess to open up, I I, want to open up in prayer um, to get things kicked off and then um, we will hop into the episode. Dear Lord, I just want to thank you so much for creating yet again another opportunity to discuss your word, hop into Graham's experiences and how we relate and ultimately find find truth and, and well-being and what it means to be to be a disciple here and and really understand how you have proclaimed this message to to us and, and what our call to action is um, in today's day and age. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. All right, Graham, so to get things kicked off, um, can you tell me a bit more about your background, your experiences, and just your, in particular,
1: your step to faith? Sure. First of all, thanks for having me, Tyler. It's great to be here, man. Um, so I was, uh, I was born to a great, uh, great set of parents, mom and a dad, and I'm the oldest of five, was uh, raised in Birmingham, Alabama, went to school at Birmingham Southern College, a small liberal arts school in Birmingham, and really enjoyed my time there, but wanted to go elsewhere, and and so moved to D.C. and was lucky enough to get a job at the advisory board company, which is where we met. Mm -hmm. Um, in particular with faith, I was raised in, in the Christian faith. And so it it was never really a a large question, I guess. It was just kind of the way that I was brought up and not to say that it was, uh, it wasn't an option. It certainly was, but, um, I, I, saw the example, my parents set, saw the example, my, my grandparents set, my grandfather was a minister, Methodist minister for 40 years. My dad is a part-time minister, meaning that he is, uh, works as, as in business opportunities, but also is, is a part-time minister and has been for a couple of churches as well. So kind of grew up in the faith and was fortunate enough to get a pretty quick, uh, dose of, of Christianity early on. So I was, I was pretty fortunate in that way.
0: Great. Thanks a lot, Graham. Yeah. Um, I think Graham and I, Graham and I were quite similar. Um, we both had the opportunity to to grow up in a, a Christian household and um, get attached to faith kind of at a young age. And I don't know about you, Graham, but I know for me, you know, it took probably in high school or in, and really in college is when I I really started to understand what it what it meant to to become more, more you know, more like a Christian, but also just really developing that relationship yeah. with Christ. Um, do you feel that? it's, you know, strengthen over time. Um, you know, has there been some times in your life, um, you know, where, where it's been hard and kind of what, what have you looked at to, to keep that going?
1: Yeah, no, I, I think it's a great point. I think, I think it gets harder because the older you get, I feel like you're around people who question doubt, don't believe the same thing that you do. At least when I was growing up, it was kind of just like the normal thing. You know, you went to church with your family, you were in Sunday school, you were in Bible study, and the older I got, the more that became less of a norm, and so it took more actual effort, and you you, you had to make an actual effort to, to make those things happen, and I think that, I think that for me, a turning point was probably in high school, and a few friends from school that I was hanging out with no longer were uh with the church with the bible study a few started uh, associating outside of the religious sect Mm -hmm. and you know that that was that was a turning point for me where i looked for different um i looked i looked a different way and instead of kind of going that way i chose to dive in deeper and uh, form a bible study with some other buddies in high school for for middle school kids when we were in high school and, uh, every Sunday we would go and play a sport, basketball, football, and then we would have a Bible study lesson afterwards. So I think, again, I think that it probably is, is a, is a more difficult path the older you get because there are more questions surrounding the faith and, and, um, but I don't think it's any less, less pure and, and less worthwhile. If anything, it, the, the more, the more sh- the more struggles you have, the older you get. I think it makes it more of a more of a worthwhile endeavor.
0: Absolutely. Um, I see you mentioned, that you you know at the end of high school, you served as a mentor to, to middle school students yeah. and worked with them, um, and you know to help develop their faith. You know, run through the Bible, and then as you mentioned, you'd play you know, play sports and make it make it a fun you know a, a fun time and just a, a good experience. Do you think that's that's something that we can continue doing you know for people maybe who are now young professionals or even college students now who are interested in interested in learning more about faith but feel like, well, you know I, I didn't grow up in the faith and I feel like it's kind of late now and maybe it, there's there's not like a right opportunity or right place to to get involved.
1: Sure. Yeah, I think, I think there's a huge hole there, right? Yeah. I think there's a huge hole where, you know, you're in middle school, you're in elementary school, um, you're in high school to a certain extent, college perhaps as well, and then once you're out in the real world, you're kind of on your own, and you're either joining a Bible study or going to church or you're not, and there aren't a lot of in-between activities, I think, Tyler, like mentorships like programs designed for people for young professionals so i think that'd be a great idea and i think for people to be able to have that sort of exposure both in learning and in teaching would be uh would be a real pleasure
0: awesome awesome and and this this transition into another question after after knowing graham now for you know almost a year uh, one thing that has stuck with me, and a lot of other people that know Graham, I, I'm sure would say the same, is that he's very authentic and really and really genuine, and and he expects the same in others too. And he's mentioned to me on you know numerous occasions. A lot of his good friends are 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 quite similar in that way. What what do you think that means in God's eyes? And kind of transitioning it from well, you know, he's a really genuine person to like, you know, he's really genuine in God.
1: Yeah. Well first of all, that's weird. We've known each other for almost a year. I did not, I did not think about that. So that's, that's kind of crazy. (laughs) That is crazy. Yeah. And the second, I guess the second part, Tyler, is I I think that for me, um, being genuine is, I think there are really two parts there. The first part is it's just easier to be around someone who you know is being who they are. And it's easier to be around someone who is acting like like they're, they're supposed to be like, and you know, like they were designed to be, which is like the second part that I want to get into, which is God made you a certain way. And I think you're not only doing a disservice to God, you're doing a disservice to yourself by not trying mm-hmm. to be who you are. And it's, it's accepting your flaws, working on your flaws. um. But I think, I think, you know, I, I went to a retreat, I think it was 11th, mm-hmm. when I was in 11th grade in middle school. And uh, the theme of the the trip was being recklessly authentic and you know kind of crashing through walls just to be who God made you uh, to be and so I've tried to live that way and I certainly mess up probably more than most do in, in being authentic and, and, and not being as genuine as I could but I think the the people who are the real winners are the ones who are okay being who God made them to be and okay mm-hmm. being themselves and again that doesn't mean you're perfect. It doesn't mean that you are. I mean, people. Some of my best friends have huge, gaping flaws, yeah. but for the most part, the people I like being around are the ones who are okay to be, be who they are. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, uh, can you mention one more time uh, what the uh, I guess theme or mantra was? Uh, yeah. You said rec- was it recklessly?
1: Recklessly authentic.
0: Recklessly authentic. I love that. That's, yeah. That's really cool. Um, yeah. No, I, I agree. I I feel like. In this, you know, I hate in this day and age, or like us millennials, but a, a lot of people that are, you know, high school, college, um, young professionals, like everyone's trying to discover something new, um, and people are, and I think it's really great to step out of your comfort zone um, and understand really what's out there. Um, but you know, I, I think you know, I think it, it gets challenging when you when you start putting on this facade of who you aren't, um, and I and I yeah. agree, yeah, and.
1: I I think I I think adding on to that, Tyler, something else that my girlfriend would roll her eyes if I if she heard me talking about this. But I think social media also is sort of vexing to me, especially for our generation, because you know there are a few people who are actually posting what's really going on. Most people are posting like they're going to a really fancy restaurant or they're going to you know, and I I just think there's there's such a great way to be on social media and to not be boastful and to not try to be covering up who you actually are and to just be telling people what you're going through and what's going on. And so I think, I think God would want us to uh, be portraying our lives in an honest and truthful way and in a way that perhaps is encouraging or endearing to others, but not in a way that's, that's pointing like we have it all figured out and, and, and these things that we're doing are, so amazing and, and fantastic but that's a whole separate conversation yeah, no no, no. <laughs>
0: no it, it, it's funny I think that's that's has a theme really in my life too I was just talking with with uh, my buddy George uh, who's obviously in the guys like us Bible study too but we were talking you know there's so much stuff out there on Facebook on Instagram that is just leading you into different all sorts of directions mm-hmm. right um, and you know we, uh, George and I were dreaming like well you know what if we can just put out like you know, or at least try and clog that newsfeed in like in great, in great stuff that's really authentic, really genuine, and mm-hmm. really, really just like fundamentally sound. Um, obviously, it's you know, it's it's tough as you, you know, I'm I'm sure we're all guilty of you know posting something or sharing something that isn't great.
1: Oh yeah, I'm I'm a, I'm completely guilty mm-hmm. of that and have been in the past and will be in the future. But it's something. I mean, it's just just being yeah. being honest, but. I hope that I, I hope that I can try not to be and and uh, can continue to try to be honest about who I am.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so, in in um, in this, you know, in in speaking with Graham, I actually ran through and, and looked at a few different Bible quotes, really trying to get a bit deeper into Scripture and and see when is authentic, when is genuine mentioned. What it what does this mean? How can we how can we you know react on this? So one. Um, in 1 Peter 1, through 1, uh, 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 7, um, it states, These trials will show that your faith is genuine. It is being tested as fire, tests, and purifies gold. Though your faith is far more precious than mere gold. So when your faith remains strong through many trials, it will bring you much praise and glory and honor on the day when Jesus Christ is revealed to the whole world. So, I, I mean, I, I, I just think in general, um, this this faith element is just so crucial and it really is that, you know, cliche, that glue that, that sticks everything together. Mm-hmm. Um, can you, can you, you know, chat a bit more about what, you know, what, what faith has done and really knowing that, you know, you could venture out and do something different or you could, you know, try and hang out with this crew or, or really get involved in an, another direction. What has, you know, how has faith really kept you tied to to keeping your eye on the prize and the an end, end result?
1: Yeah, I think that's a great question. Um, so I think for me, probably, you know, I have a lot of really good friends who aren't religious, mm. and I think that if I was a person who struggled with my faith, um, you know, of course, I, I have a lot of struggles. I think that mm. m- most people do. But if I wasn't, a, if I was a person who wasn't confident when I believed in, um, in God, in my faith, I think it would probably be. More difficult for me to be friends with people who don't believe what I believe, and I think there's a lot of value, and there have there has been a lot of value in me finding out more and shaping more about my faith, uh, being around people who don't believe what I believe, mm-hmm. and I've had countless discussions in college, really good, thoughtful, deep discussions with guys who don't believe what I believe, mm-hmm. and it's been a fruitful discussion because we can hash it out, I can talk about what I believe and talk about what they believe, and we both come out. Not really being convinced of the other person's side, but certainly learning more about their perspective, and so uh, again for me, I think that it's been it's been more helpful and, and uh, it's been a stronger formation of my faith being around people who don't necessarily believe what I believe, and I think there's a lot of value in that.
0: Absolutely, and I and as you were saying that you know I'm smiling because. Um, when, when I was in Morocco and, and had the opportunity to study abroad, I lived in a Muslim household, mm-hmm. and ninety nine percent of the country, of the country um, is Muslim and you know and practices Islam. And that was that was junior spring, That was my junior spring, so just a few years back. And I I actually found myself when I'm in the presence of of folks who don't believe or believe in something complete, you know, a lot different mm-hmm. that. It's actually strengthened my my faith and strengthened my understanding and relationship with God as I'm now able to to look 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 more into Scripture and kind of ins- and really see what the what it what it all means. Yeah. And I I found personally that just showing love and really being being and really just caring and 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 going out of, out of your way to serve others and just be humble has reaped so many benefits. And you know you just I I just I don't think there's a, a, a wrong. I don't think you're ever in the wrong for, you know, for being, for being, for being humble or, you know, or or being a servant to others. No,
1: no, definitely not. Definitely not.
0: So I, I guess, you know, on that, on that topic, you know, trials, tribulations, um, when, you know, when I was overseas, that was a challenging time for me. Do you feel like there's been some really critical junctures or really tough, tough points at tough points in your, in the past few years, or maybe even, you know, going as far back as high school? when you, when your faith and just you were tested in general?
1: Yeah, I think that there were probably some, some difficult times for me. Um, You know, I grew up in a pretty, uh, in a pretty modest household and, and went to a pretty, pretty wealthy church. Mm. And there were a lot of times when I would see what I thought was people in the pews on Sunday speaking about what they believed, speaking about serving others, speaking about loving your neighbor and then on Monday morning not caring about that. And that was tough for me to reconcile in in high school, you know, when you when you're trying to figure out what you believe in and what your faith is and and I wouldn't say that I ever considered you know, leaving a faith or anything like that, but there were certainly times when I would be very frustrated and 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 feel sort of lost because I thought that I was in a church on Sunday that was doing things that made sense and and were gospel related but then when I would see people on Monday or Tuesday or throughout the week that was out the window sometimes Mm. and that's not to paint my church with a broad brush I mean I think that there there are countless people in this church who are fantastic people, um, love God, serve people but I also think there are a few people that just made it difficult for me to really understand why that was, why that was happening. Mm. And so, um, there was a year or two when, when I, I didn't really know what to think or where to go. And fortunately I got past that with, with, um, good family and and good friends and and good discussions like these, but that was, that was a difficult time.
0: No, absolutely. So when, so you, you were saying, you know, you go to church Sunday and this, the same people that, that were in your church, you know, would be maybe acting a bit differently on Monday or were these different people that were outside of the
1: outside the church? Same people. Okay. And I, I just thought there was a lot of distant service, if that makes any sense. So there was a lot of, you know, we'll give a tithe on Sunday and we'll mm. be, you know, we'll, we'll wash our hands and we'll be good. And it, it, there was very little like, let's go, let's go downtown and let's serve people who mm. need our help because there are people in Birmingham who need our help. And there still are a lot of people who need our help. And and I felt like a lot of the youth were willing to go and, and help and serve and that was partly just because we had a great youth minister. But there were very few there were very few adults who I would see regularly on Sunday who'd be willing to go and do that kind of stuff. And that was that was hard to see because, you know, you're looking at them and that's what that's what you'll be in twenty or thirty years. And again, there were people who were doing it and doing a great job. But there were some people that you you would see and, and they were the loudest, uh, for proclaiming the loudest things on Sunday and then you wouldn't see them when you were going to do things like that. And I, I think that the way I kind of rationalized that was that, you know, God works in different ways for every single person. And just because I'm not seeing a person out serving and, you know, they could be doing other things that, that we mm-hmm. just can't see. And so I think that was a lesson for me to, you know, reel, reel it back a little bit, reel back the judgment, and just, just, you know, run your own race, do what you can do with your faith, which is kind of how I've tried to live past that.
0: Great. Um, yeah, as you're saying that, I, I feel like there's, even when I was younger, um, we had, I don't know if you guys had this, I believe it was middle school or high school, we had community service hours or volunteer yeah. hours, that we, yeah. you know, we, we had to check the boxes off, And that was never something that I was really interested in, right? Like when you're, when you're that young, you're just looking to like, you know, get done with school and then go and play, play outside with your friends or go Mm -hmm. play video games or whatever. So those, I I almost feel like those, you know, church service opportunities were a place to check the box off, at least when I was, you know, when I was a kid. And I think, I think even more so now as we're, as we're getting older and older, there's, there's, there's not the opportunity and I don't think people are seeking the opportunity to ultimately serve and help out even when they're not asked to help out. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think, and that's something that, you know, I, I, I personally say to myself a lot, like, you know, if, if you're asking for help, it's too late, like you should already be helping.
1: Totally agree. Yeah. 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 But
0: I I mean, exactly. As you, as you said, I I think it's really, it's important just to focus on yourself and focus on your own um, how you can how you can serve and how you can help others, and ultimately, you know, it, it'll reap these great fruits. Um, so great, thank you, thanks, thanks for that. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, something else I want to mention, um, is this is you know a new question. Um, what, what do you find really, really special about Jesus, God, and, and the Bible in general, and like just what makes it important? Yeah. That's a a, a big one. That's a big big one. one.
1: Yeah. You know, I think... I think for me... You know, the faith is important for me for so many reasons. I think Christianity is, is a faith of hope. And I've always really, really loved that. You know, you... We're part of a faith of a merciful God who loves us, who sent His Son to die for us, and we we are we're people of of hope. And so, you know, when we're going and we see the tomb is empty, we we are hoping that there is more. You know, there is there's something more, and there is. And I think it's just so special to be a part of a of of a faith that believes there's more and hopes that there's more um, and has faith that there's more because, you know, we think that there is. And so I, I, I really like to think about Christianity in that way. And, and, uh, and I've, I've always loved thinking about it in that way.
0: Great. Yeah. That's, that's, that's huge. And that's, I think that is a big separator and what really is like, wow, that's, that's so important because having the optimism, um, and really having that, that, that that hope, as you mentioned, to, to keep going and know that, Hey, there might not be something tomorrow, but there'll be something the day after, or, you Mm -hmm. know what, maybe it's, maybe it'll be the the next season, or maybe it's even, you know, way down the line. Um, and this is something, you know, I've come to realize, I, I went to church a few weeks back. Um, the pastor was preaching about the actions that you do today are impacting people that you don't even know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you know, he went into different examples in the Bible, um, of of folks who um, who came into these these great acts of faith and you know he was able to to, to point these acts to, you know 2000 later 2,000 years later into something that happened and you know all, all the events that, that led up to it really kind of pointed back to that causation mm-hmm. from the get-go yep and I think it's just so crazy and I, I feel like there's a lot of people out there that they get really frustrated and they're and they're getting down and and you know they know that they know that there's something more but they're they're just losing that focus. Mm-hmm. Um, what would your rec- advice or recommendation be for for folks who who want to you know who want to who want to explore more and who know that there's something more that, that that there's more out there?
1: Yeah, I think that there are so many things you can do. You know, find a good church and get involved. Obviously, is the easy answer. Mm-hmm. I think that there. You know, you and I, we grab, we grab coffee. We call it our weekly coffee date every, every week. And, and I think we, we know the power of conversation. Um, you clearly do, Tyler, because you're starting a, a podcast revolved around faithful conversation. And so I think there's nothing like talking to people. You know, if you're interested and you know three or four people who, who are religious and, and who do believe, just talk to them, mm-hmm. go get coffee with them. Uh, get a, you know, get a beer with them. Whatever you want to do, and sit down, and and talk about what they believe. And I think there's nothing like speaking one on one with a person about their beliefs because that's how you find out more about the faith and more about the person as well. Absolutely, yeah. And this goes back to what you were saying earlier
0: about perspective. Yeah. Too. And when when you chat with different people, and and you know, and I, you know, if this advice came back on me. And you know, when people asked me, I I encourage people to to chat, not only with someone who's quite similar to you, and I I do completely recommend that and chat with someone, but also somebody who you see is, you know, experience is pretty strong in their faith or, you know, you want to learn more about, about them, but they might be someone that you would never normally chat, chat with or talk to. And I think that is so beneficial because, you know, I think over time, this kind of goes back to, you never know who you can be affecting now, but you know, what you can, what could happen down the line and you might not see immediate, immediate impact or results, but it, it, just, it causes this, this, uh, ripple effect down the yeah. line too.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Great. Um, so I guess last, last few thoughts, what, what's, what's, you know, what's next for Graham Spencer, I guess, in his life right now? Oh,
1: you know, I, <laughs> I've got some big things planned. All right. I, I honestly, I don't Hopeful, know. hope for the future. Hope for the future. That's right. That's right um you know I I don't know right now Tyler I'm Mm. I'm I'm happy where I am I'm enjoying working for the advisory board I'm enjoying DC and enjoying my friends um you know near uh near the girlfriend which is always Mm. good so I think I'll return to school eventually and like to have like to have a, a a pretty good position or job or spot in um in a few years, so so we'll see what happens, but um, got some got some good stuff planned, some good stuff cooking. We'll see how it works out.
0: I'll I'll be praying for you. I'll tell I you appreciate that it, man. Yeah. You that Thank you. Um, well, well, thanks so much. Just you know, in, in summary, um, Graham Graham shared a lot of his his different experiences, um, going back in high school and how he served as a mentor, um, and then uh, continuing that fellowship and and having conversations with people, um, outside outside of outside of you know outside of church and outside of religion and also talking about the really having the understanding and knowing that there's more than than church on sunday too right it's just 365 kind of 24 7 lifestyle that mm-hmm. you know I, I, like we're not always there absolutely but i think it's something we should strive for um and then and then the ultimate value of conversation too as a as a way to draw closer to to god and to, to deepen that relationship is because that's what we're all looking for. So that's right. Um, thanks a ton Graham. I appreciate it. Um, very Glad to be f- here. very man. fruitful conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Usual. Um, let's do it again. Absolutely. I, and I, as you mentioned, we get, we, we have our weekly coffee date. So, um, I'll see you tomorrow morning. I'll see, I'll see you tomorrow morning there. <laughs> champ. Um, all right. Well, thanks so much. Graham, would you mind closing us out in prayer?
1: Happy to. Dear God, thank you for this time of the day. Thank you for, Tyler's wise words, thank you for this um, lovely conversation. Please remind us that we are people of hope, we are religion of hope, and we believe in more. Thank you for, again for all of our privileges. Please forgive us for our sins. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Thanks a lot, Graham. Thank you. till next time.